Welcome to The Gathering Place with Blessed Is She. I'm Jenna Gizar. And I'm Beth Davis. Pull up a chair and grab a drink. Or you could just keep doing what you're doing. Pull up a chair in your heart. (laughs) Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hi, friends. I just want to say thank you for everything you've done. I um, am new to Blessed Is She, as in the last two months. I have ordered your journaling Bible. I listen to Teachable Tuesdays. I listen to uh, I've, on your Instagram. I have spread your mess, you know, your um, Facebook page far and wide. And I'm just loving what you're doing. And thank you for what you've done. I've always had a deep devotion to Our Lady, and have always seen Jesus as this kind of cold, fatherly figure who was. Not so much angry, but not as loving as I now see him as. So I want to say thank you. Um, How do I... um, Your Bible's arriving on Friday. Just wondering, I'm on the other side of the world. How how do I use this in a group setting? Hey, Beth. Hey, Jenna. (laughs) And hey, Jessica. Thank you so much for your question. We loved hearing from you. Jessica, from all the way around the world. It's crazy. So cool. I feel so connected to you. Totally. Me too. Also, I want to come visit you. Yeah, same. And I want you to read me a bedtime story. (laughs) You and Dara. I'm sensing a theme. (laughs) (laughs) So not only did I love your question, I just loved your story. Thank you for sharing just your experience of the faith and your perception of who God is. And that's what I want to talk about. I mean, we will answer your question too, but yeah, I would love to talk about just what you shared about um, Jesus and, and God being somewhat distant or cold, because I don't think you're alone in that preconception. Totally. Is, yeah. is that true to your experience, Jenna? Yeah. Well, I also love that Jessica loves Mary. Yeah. I thought that was so sweet because I have, the, I actually have the opposite like experience with Mary is mm-hmm. I don't feel very close to Mary and I'm learning more and more how to grow closer to her and like how much I appreciate her. And because of her goodness, I do want to know more about her and learn from her example. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not something that's natural for me. So I, I just love that Jessica feels close to her. Like how special is that? But yeah, I think so many people relate to the Lord being distant, feeling distant and, and being sort of, someone untouchable. Mm -hmm. I think usually there's a, like a point of entry, right? So in the three persons of the Trinity, father, son, and Holy spirit, I love to ask people this actually, Yeah. like, who do you relate to? Who do you go to first in prayer? So Mm -hmm. some people who have that experience of God, the father being disapproving Mm -hmm. or angry, Mm -hmm. they might be like best pals with the Holy spirit. Totally. What about you? What, what was your point of entry into relationship with God? Mine is Jesus. Yeah, same. Yeah. Total Jesus girl here. Yeah, he's just with me. Like, we're just we're just hanging out all the time. Like, oh. taking adventures together. I love that. Yeah. So, I fell in love with Jesus as a high school student. I was raised in the church, obviously, but, I mean, maybe not obviously, but <laughs> um, raised in the church, you know, Baptized as an infant, always went to mass. But it wasn't until I went through the confirmation program in my high school youth group that 
I even understood, I think, that God was alive and wanted a relationship with me and that I could have a relationship with him. And so that point of entry for me was Jesus. And I think just as an insecure teenage girl, I was really attracted to this person of Jesus who loved me so passionately, even romantically, that he was the pursuer, that he would sacrifice for me. So, I mean, that's shaped my whole faith. My relationship with him in prayer was really came from that place of just needing love so bad um, and Jesus just giving and giving and giving. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. How did you get to know Jesus as a friend? Well, I remember in high school, someone asked me to picture Jesus's face, which I had never done before. Mm -hmm. And so for the first time I pictured him and like the man that I pictured was someone wasn't like an older figure, wasn't like a fatherly figure, mm -hmm. I guess, in my like head. So from then on, I've always kind of dialogued with that person that I originally pictured, which has just been so special to me. And I just, I, I don't know, I've only recently begun to, to see God as a fatherly figure. And I think because I have such a beautiful relationship with my dad, it's really easy for me to fall into like a daughter role it's easy for me to like go back in my memory to times with my dad and me where we're sitting on the couch reading books together and like he would read one page and I would read the next page. And how sweet it was just like the sweetest times and riding motorcycles with him. Like I then can see the Lord being in that role and me as a little girl and him just delighting in me. And I know mm -hmm. that you like that a lot, mm -hmm. like that the Lord delights in us. Mm -hmm. And I just love thinking about that, like how much he loves to smile at what I'm doing. And and not only that, but that he's actually guiding me like a father would. Yes. Not just like walking with me like a friend, which I, I think is how I picture Jesus. But the Lord, like God, the, the father is guiding me like a father. Like he's showing me where to go. Yes. You know? And he's keeping me safe, which I love too. Mm. Like, I just always love feeling protected and, and safe. And I think I feel that with the father. Yeah. Yeah, the father didn't come as easy yeah. to me. And I think, um, I mean, it's really only been a couple of years. I, I have a particular, um, there was a particular encounter for me as a youth minister on a retreat with my kids, which I always felt so guilty about, like, yeah. having a profound prayer experience when I'm like there to serve, but still, alas, it happened. <laughs> and I feel like it was in that moment, this was maybe five or six years ago, the father really revealed himself to me. I would not have approached the father. I would not have, mm. I wasn't interested in getting to know God as a father. I just had this framework of God being angry, um, disappointed in me, like I was always in trouble, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Which which is true about me in life. I mean, I tend to like read situations that way anyway. But I, I mean that it's deep, you know. Do you feel that way because you were struggling with a sin or just in general? Like I, you just felt that way. I mean, I would love to know the answer to that. Yeah. I've prayed a lot about that. Yeah. And there certainly was sin that caused me to feel I would I would say now, like an excessive amount of shame. Mm that kept me distant and, and 
deepened that belief that the father was displeased with me or couldn't love me or be close to me. Yeah. But in, I think it was just kind of a general feeling like this, like vague Hmm. shame about who I was or that I was unlovable or, but it was particular to the father. Yeah. Thanks be to God, really, that I was able to receive the love of Jesus, that the father didn't come as, as easy. And I remember it's, it's funny that you mentioned that image on the retreat. I had this image of, uh, it's, it was very hazy even, like not totally clear, you know, not to lead anybody to believe that we had these like out of body visions or experiences. It really is like a cooperative act of your imagination and the Holy spirit. Yeah. And you know, on that retreat in that adoration, I saw myself as a little girl and I was kind of sitting on the lap of the father, but I was turned around facing him. And I remember that his eyes were closed and he never spoke. And kind of the way that if you imagine like Gabby or, you know, just a, a, a small, small child, yeah. a, a baby yeah. kind of reaching up and you know how they kind of like pat your face. Yes. That's what I was doing with the father. Wow. And he never spoke and he didn't open his eyes. It was almost like the father saying like, I'm safe. Yeah. You can come closer. Right. Like you can touch me. I'm here for you. It was very non-threatening. And I was just fascinated by him and felt so safe because he made himself accessible for me. He initiated that. Yeah. But that was the the beginning of the turning of a tide for me. That was a, a, a brand new life for me. Yeah. To be able to be in relationship with the father. So Jessica, I'm with you. I just, I, it's a long work, I think, to undo some of those misconceptions that we have about who God is and about his heart for us. And whether that's, you know, you may have some reservations or hesitations around the father, or maybe it's Jesus, or maybe it's the Holy Spirit. Like, yeah. I'm not ready to let the Holy Spirit, like, have full reign in my life. I think we all can kind of relate to that in a way, having to allow God to change our minds about who he is. Totally. Do you think that it, there's like an active exercise that can be done? Let's say I don't particularly feel close to the Holy Spirit. Should I actively work on that? Or do you just kind of hope that the Lord will move in that way? And one, like, was yours an active pursuit or did it just? No, for me, it was totally the Lord's the Lord's pursuit of me and his initiation. I would not have gone to the father. So I, I think that because I had a relationship and a strong relationship with Jesus and with the church and with the sacraments, there was a lot of grace already at work in me. And so I think the father in his goodness and in his tenderness was just waiting for the opportunity to come in. So I won't say it's no work. We do have to cooperate. We do have to pray. But there was no like striving on my part. Like, oh, why don't I know the father? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got to undo all these like wrong belief systems about who God is. No, it wasn't like that. I just drew closer to Jesus. And and as in all things, it's always the Lord who takes the initiative. Right. You know? Yeah, that's beautiful. What about Mary? Have you always felt that way about Mary? No, nope. 
I was a. I, was I feel a, like there's a lot of people that don't feel yeah, that way about Mary. I was a slow win to yeah. Mary for sure. Yeah, I I didn't resonate with Mary for a long time. In fact, I was like annoyed with people, angry at people <laughs> who had a strong Marian devotion, and I was like, "Hello, Jesus!" Yeah, you know? like, totally. I was so crazy about Jesus, but um, I mean, I'm there now. Yeah, I'm so grateful for for Mary, for her intercession, for her witness, like as a woman. Yeah. But also she's really been a mother to me. Yeah. In a beautiful way. I want you to share about that thought you had about Jesus on Good Friday and what he said about Mary and John. You want me to tell the people that I want to get a tattoo? No, not that part. Oh, <laughs> Just I liked what you said about like he cared so much about giving Mary to us. Yeah. Because so, I think, I guess that's where my reservation is, is I'm like, okay, I need to be like Jesus, right? So everything I do needs to be led by his example. And so that was just really beautiful to me because it was showing to me how important Mary is Yes, to him. And then she must be that important to me too. Yes. Yeah. So I just listening to the passion on Good Friday, there was a moment that that really captured me when Jesus is, you know, actively dying on the cross. And we know just physiologically what was happening. He was, he was suffocating. I mean, he was in excruciating pain. In fact, fun fact, excruciating actually means the word, the definition actually means the pain of the cross. So there's such a specific pain that he endured that it has its own word. So he's, experiencing this excruciating pain. And we know that he spoke seven last words, which are really mostly short phrases from the cross. And one of them, one of the last things that he spoke with really with his dying breath, he hoists himself up. I mean, nails through his hands and feet, unable to breathe or speak. And he kind of, you can imagine he like bursts out these words, mother, behold your son, son, behold your mother. So even to his last breath, even causing himself more pain than he was already in, um, he loved Mary so much and was so concerned about her that he wanted to entrust her to the beloved disciple, John. But not only that, that his heart from the cross was to give Mary to us as a mother. And so I've just been kind of reflecting on that that love of Christ, not only for his mother, but for us, that we would have her too. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good Holy Week for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jessica's real question was, <laughs> yes. <laughs> how do you group study the Bible? Yeah. It's a great question. I've done lots of different things. As a youth minister, I yeah. remember we... um in the summers, it was one of my favorite things we did. We did like mass and breakfast with my students and, and we would so go to mass, obviously have breakfast, obviously, yeah. but then our discussion was guided by the um, upcoming Sunday mass readings. And so I always wanted my students at mass and breakfast or at youth group always to have the Bible with them to get in the habit of carrying their Bible with them. Cause you really never know when you're going to have like 10 minutes in the doctor's office waiting room and to have your Bible there. And like, that's such a sweet 
spot in your day and you've got God's word right at your fingertips. So they would bring their Bibles and we would read the readings out of the Bible and then just share simply like what word or phrase speaks to you. And they didn't have to have some, you know, like deep reason for it. They didn't have to be able to explain it or like give the historical context. It was just like, I liked this and here's how I think it applies to me. That's so cool. it's, it's very similar, I think, to what we do with the daily devotions. Yeah. Um, but we practiced it in a group as preparing for the upcoming Sunday mass reading. So everyone just went around mm-hmm. and said their word or phrase. Yeah, exactly. That's super simple. Totally. I love that. Totally. Um, so I've been a part of a small group where we, I remember we did the gospel of John and which is a deep one to get into. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and we really just read the footnotes and notes. Oh, wow. Footnotes. Yeah. I don't remember the difference, but in our Bible, in the Catholic journaling Bible that blessed she did with OSV, there's a bunch of end notes in there, more footnotes. <laughs> and they give lots of like historical context and they cross reference yeah. different Bible verses. And so literally we would read not even a whole chapter, just like a paragraph. And then we would cross reference verses and we would read the historical stuff and cool. we would just talk about it. And people, I mean, one gal had like a deeper study. I would recommend, like, I think you recommended uh, in a teachable Tuesday about the Ignatius I love the Studies. Ignatius Catholic Bible study yeah. booklets yeah. that are, you can purchase them individually for different books, but it's a lot like what you're talking about with the end notes totally. slash footnotes that we don't know <laughs> the difference between. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can kind of get like the Old Testament connections or how is this different from what Jesus is saying in the next gospel? And those things are just really interesting as well. Yeah. So if you have one of our Bibles, I think that's a cool place to start with a group is to just look at those notes and just read a chapter and talk about the history. And I don't know. And then joining together what you're saying, I think that that's really beautiful. Like this is what spoke to me in this particular chapter or paragraph. I did that with a girlfriend of mine some years back. We read Psalms together and we just read one Psalm a day. We never got together. We never spoke about it. We just texted one line that we liked from that psalm. I love that. Yeah, every what? single day. It was really cool. That's so cool. That's it. Yeah, so it it doesn't, I think we think that it has to be this like super formal process right. and we have to have a degree in theology or like exegesis. No, you don't need any of that. <laughs> like you just need a heart for the Lord. And, you know, the Holy Spirit is a teacher. So he comes and helps us to understand and apply. Yeah. I love that. I want to do that with everyone. Oh, Rita. Yeah, that's so cool. Read a chapter and text about it. Yeah, just share your favorite line. That's pretty cool. How fun is that? Yeah, I like it. One final recommendation, just in my personal Bible study every day, I just read a chapter. And we talked about this a bit um, before. The importance of not feeling pressure to get through a whole gospel or, you know, whatever, that um, there doesn't necessarily have to be an agenda. So just if it's you and a girlfriend, if it's you and a small group, and for whatever reason, you don't get through 
whatever it is that you're reading or studying that week. Like just be gentle with yourselves. Give yourselves grace here. If you want to sit and stay with a a chapter or even split a chapter into two different weeks of meeting, just to approach it with as much grace as God gives you. Yeah. When Here's another thing that I do wonder about. Sometimes you read a chapter and you're like, wow, none of that spoke to me. Yeah. Do you just keep moving? No. <laughs> no. That's what I want to do. I'm like, it, all right, Lord, sure. I guess the next chapter will be better. That's true. I mean, this morning I had my prayer time yeah. and a chapter in Matthew was kind of dry for me. Yeah. So then I had like this whole existential crisis. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not joking. I literally was like, where are you, Holy Spirit? Like, yeah. why? I mean, do you ever feel like that? Yes. Yeah. Like totally. suddenly like the wells dried up and I'm like not going to hear from you ever again. Like that's calm down. Yeah. Beth. Yeah. Um, but I'll probably go back and read it again, you know? Yeah. Or not. I mean, again, like the name of the game is grace. Totally. You know, but to keep in mind, like it's all the Lord. It's all his initiation. It's all grace. And not St. Therese. Everything is grace. Totally. We don't know. I don't know. Yes. You guys, it is. It is. Well, I love it. Yeah. So I encourage you, Jessica. I'm so excited, first of all, that you're getting the Bible all the way around the world. Yes. How cool is that? And text a friend. Mm-hmm. That's pretty easy. I think it's fun even to just be like, hey, do you want to study Matthew together and meet for coffee once a week? Totally. I love that. I'm, yeah. I'm getting excited about that right now. I'm not inviting you. Okay. Well, <laughs> Jenna and I are reading Matthew But not separately. together. We are separately reading and studying Matthew. Never discuss it. I'm too slow. No, I feel that's the not pressure true. when do. I do it with someone. Because then I'm like, shoot, I didn't do the chapter and now I'm going to be in trouble. This is the point, Jenna. We're just taking the pressure off. Right. But the Lord is much more graceful to me than people are. Than I am? Yeah. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be like in chapter 20 and I'm still in two. No. So like this weekend was the Triduum, right? And I was out of town. And so I didn't, I didn't read a chapter every day. Like I, I finished Matthew chapter 10, I think last Thursday, last Yeah. Yeah, last Thursday morning. Today is Wednesday, and I picked up Matthew chapter 11. Yeah. So, you know, calm down. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Everybody just calm down. The Lord is delighted by you spending time with him. He is not keeping a report card. (laughs) He is not keeping score. But if he did, I would get straight A's. Okay. (laughs) This is my problem. I'm so competitive. Classic Jenna right now (laughs) all right let's pray (laughs) yeah let's in the name of the father of the son of the holy spirit amen thank you jesus thank you thank you thank you god for who you are for who you truly are i pray and i ask you god to continue to reveal your true nature which is love which is goodness which is patience and kindness and mercy. And I pray that right now in this moment, God, you would pour out grace into our hearts to soften and open them, Mm. to come to know you for who you really are, God. I pray that you would do that 
delicate and sometimes painful work of mm-hmm. undoing what we falsely believe yes. about you, about your nature, about your character, about your love. So we thank you, God, for who you actually are. And we receive it. We receive you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you, Beth. Thank you, Jenna. And thank you, Jessica. <laughs> All right. We'll chat with you. Chat soon. On the flip side. See you later. Thanks so much for gathering with us here on the Blessed Is She podcast. Send over all your questions using the Anchor app. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us at blessedishe.net slash community and join us on all your favorite social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter. Until next time.